All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. What's going on, good people of the internet? It's time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. Ooh, it feels good to say that again. It has been so long. Um, what? It's been about three years since the original Panel to Panel had started. We tried to run this as a review show, but now we are back to our original format doing it how we do best talking about comic book topics talking about comic book news and just having a good old time and travis is gone where did he go there he is okay <laughs> but okay well, let's go again now um travis is still here cool um we are back we are uh members of oncomicsround.com my name is James Portis. To, uh, I am the editor-in-chief of OnComicsGround.com. My camera flash, that's weird. Um, and to my right, we have the amazing art that is Mary, our um, se- senior, <laughs> senior, uh, like, a senior editor on Comics Ground. How are you doing tonight, Mary? I'm, I'm, I've been better. I've been better. <laughs> My computer speaks crap. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. I was like, "What? You, it can, we're doing pretty good." All right, and then no, two. No, no, no. I'm not. My computer's just piece shit. Oh, okay. And then to my left, well, I'm gonna move my microphone away, a little bit away from my face because I'm I'm peeking. Uh, to my left, we have the amazing uh, staff writer over on Comics Ground, Travis Tucker. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, wish my computer wasn't such a dinosaur, but I'll be all right. Okay, cool. Uh, we are here to talk about some good stuff in the comic book realm and whatnot. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and like us on Facebook. Oh, wait, whoa, back up. On, on, uh, at On Comics Ground for uh, Instagram and Twitter is at On Comics Ground. And then for Facebook is Facebook.com slash On Comics Ground. 
don't forget to follow the, the panel to panel Twitter, which is PTP underscore podcast for all kinds of updates when we go live and all that fun stuff. And then don't forget to also check out our um, brother podcast, Living on the Edge, which is also our Spider-Man podcast. They will be premiering on this Twitch channel next Thursday or oh, yeah. Thursday or Friday, I forget which day it is, but they will be back doing their show that originally started on YouTube, on Twitch, they will be here for that. And then, if you are interested in advertising on this podcast, please contact our marketing director, Kai uh, Kiriyama, at uh, kkiriyama at oncomicsround.com. Links to that will be on our social media after the show. So, there is no intro topic for this week, because we have a lot to do in the main part of the show. Because this is a big day. This is our like talking about the anniversary that is 80 years. And the milestone that is Detective Comics getting to issue 1000 that came out this past Wednesday. So, we're going to get into a few news topics that came out over uh, WonderCon the past few days. And then we will get into the, the meat of our discussion, which will be Detective Comics. So... Uh, first topic on the docket is that we got our first look um, at what the uh, the DC Universe show Stargirl costume looks like. And I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed. Like, we had the Smallville version. I was, I was, I was kind of close to what it, it should be, but kind of not. And then, like, Legends of Tomorrow tried... But then now we're 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 at a, a, per, a perfect comfy spot, and I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, what what do you guys think? Guys, you cut out like right at the end. Oh oh, oh. <laughs> like, like what, what, what do you what do you guys think? Um, Mary, what do you think of the, of the Star Girl costume? I think it looks good. Uh, like you said, Legends tried, but Legends has like a costume budget of like. Three dollars and fourteen cents, but <laughs> but no, like the Legends costume was solid, and the Smallville costume was all right. But I am really, really impressed with the uh, the costume for the uh, DC Universe show. Honestly, the DC Universe shows as a whole have just been impressing the hell out of me. Okay, cool. Uh, Travis, what do you think about the Star Girl costume? Um, I'm coming on the same page as Mary. Like I, I was pretty pretty into DC Legends of Tomorrow, so every time I saw her in that, she was really uh, corny, to say the least. Like, really corny. And now to see the costume be almost, like, hyper-modernized is pretty nice. I enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. And then we had a lot of different chatter about the costume on social media, and one of the things that I (laughs) noticed, and Mary noticed, is that there are people trying to say that Stargirl is a ripoff of Captain America and Captain Marvel? No, 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 that the costume was basically kind of like this ripoff hybrid of the two of them. And I'm, I, 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 I'm just like, I, I gotta admit, I kind of got frustrated with it last night, and I went on like a, like a semi-two-tweet rant where I was like, hey, this costume, I mean, like, this character has been around since 1999, and her predecessor... Uh, Sylvester Pemberton, the Star Spangled Kid, has been around since 1944. Like, where, what? Where do you get the crossover? Like, like where do you get like the the connection? Like, is it because she's patriotic? Like, I don't, I don't know. I well, like most people the when they say things, oh, go ahead. 
No, no, no. I was just going to say that I feel like it's the star-spangled look. I guess. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It's probably the flag relationship, and they don't really know comics, so they think, you know, Captain America is the the mainstream thing. So they're constantly, oh, it's a a copy! Uh, Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I feel like with this, like, especially with DC Universe starting to, like, become more mainstream, especially with, with Doom Patrol being as popular as it is right now, I'm hoping... It's so good. Yes, it's... I, so I've, good. I've only got to see the first episode, but hopefully I can get, get back into it sooner or later. I'm hoping that, like, I can finish it before <laughs> Swap Thing comes out, because apparently they Everything... Should. Everything about Doom Patrol is just perfect. Everything about it. I didn't expect Brendan Fraser to be so good, and that he was, and I was like, right. wow... <laughs> And then you just remember all those all those great childhood moments he gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm most pressed with uh, I God was a Diane Guerrero. She plays Crazy Jane. She loses herself in all the different personalities. Yeah. Like, she is flawless. You, you like you worry about like someone being able to handle all of those personalities, and then she does, mm-hmm. and you're just like, wow. Like it's very impressive. Um, but no, like I'm hope like my only fear with. Star Girl getting her own TV show, and then it not be like a JSA show, is that like I I wonder if they're gonna run out of content really quickly if they're not just only banking on like the like the nostalgia and the history that is like like the All Star Squadron and the JSA for their like Rogues Gallery type system. See, I feel like they're going to start coming up with some stuff. They might, you know, I, I might even, like, they might even take a Starman title or a Starman plot and give it to her. That's a good idea, especially with, like, the connection and whatnot. Like, you could even have, like, Jack Knight or someone come in as, like, a guest star or something. You could do that. And I, I just, I want to know what made them think, hey, let's make a show with Stargirl. And don't get me wrong, I love Stargirl, I love Courtney, like, but it, it is such a hit out of left field. Yeah, it is. Because she really hasn't been in Rebirth, like, at all. Nope. The last time I remember seeing her was Bombshells. Um, she was in Jeff Lemire's Canadian Justice League before uh, it got canceled. Yeah, so that might have been her last, like, in-canon appearance. Because, like I said, the last thing I remember her in was Bombshells, and she doesn't survive that long. I, I, I still need to go back and read Bombshells. Um... I mean, like, Travis, what do you think about the idea of, like, the show? Like, is it is, is it a little bit left field for you? Uh, it, it's left field, but for me, left field is good because it allows these studios to take a little more freedom with their creative licenses and such. Uh, so I think it'd be pretty cool to see, like, a Star and Stripe kind of thing going on. Yes. Yes. Did they announce who's playing uh, Stripe yet? I forget. I don't think so. I might be wrong. I honestly don't remember. I'll have to look it up in a bit. I'm not sure. But like, ho- hopefully whoever they get, whoever they get, like, has to be, like, perfect for that role. Especially, like, and, like, they can't get, like, Will Smith mad and say, I won't, I don't want to be in the robot suit constantly because if you're going to, like, have Stripe, you need to be on board with being in that suit a good chunk of the time. Right. Like, you are that suit. That's Stripe. Period. Yeah. That's the main concern with that. Um, but moving on from that, we had... The, like the, the other big thing that came out from WonderCon, besides the new Detect- Detective logo, which I'm mixed on, the other big thing was that DC Universe is expanding to 
almost every back issue that DC has in its archive. And, like, I started screaming. I was so happy. Like, <laughs> it, it was unreal. I, like, I started texting Mary, like, oh, my God. And she was like, you're, like, the first, like, the fourth person that's texting me. I'm like, really? Really? Like, ugh. like, I'm... It's, it's, this is so nice, and like, I, I, and what's sad is, I was already talking to people, like, going, "Why is the DC Universe Marvel Unlimited? They would have so much money from people if it was just Marvel Unlimited, but for DC." And they did it, and now it's gonna be amazing. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure you said that like the day before. Did I? I think so. Wow. <laughs> I remember you saying it, and then the next, like, you know, next day, couple days later, you're in my text messages screaming <laughs> well it's just like cosmic predictions hey i'm not even mad i am not even mad like the idea of um us getting this is just phenomenal like imagine going back and especially if they do start coming out with like with with, with the dc daily show like because you started wondering what are they? When are they going to run out of topics for DC Daily? Now they have the ability to start like talking about like guides for different characters on DC Daily, and not just running out of content. So the idea of giving people that outlet is a very good thing, in my opinion. Well, DC Daily is pretty much just DC All Access. Yeah. Is DC All Access still a thing? No, they axed it for DC Daily. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. So, like, hopefully they can, like, try to make the two work together to help promote the comics. That way, DC or Warner Brothers won't see them giving everybody those comics as, like, a bad thing. Uh-huh. Right, and that'll give any, like, new fan access to, to start getting into it. Especially, like, if they want to see, like, where they started type of thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, they're, like, I even noticed it in, like the uh, DC Comics encyclopedias they make, like how they're trying to like cram New 52 stuff after everything that happened pre-New 52. Like if they have those guides, hopefully people won't get confused if they go back before New 52. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, so much before that. <laughs> so much. Like, that's like my biggest fear is that like someone grabs Labdell's Teen Titans and not like Jeff Johns' Teen Titans and then it's like, oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> but no. Uh, someone pick. Well, go ahead. Uh, someone picking up DC One Million before they actually try out the Justice League or any one of the members oh. be uh, difficult. I mean, like that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Because, <laughs> like, Stan- I mean, granted, Stanley always said that like every comic is your first, but it's like some comics shouldn't be your first. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but no, like, Mary, you did have a concern about this, like, DC going with the Unlimited idea. Like, you want to talk about that? Wait, what was my concern? The whole thing like, with, with, like, the back issues and the retailers and stuff like that? Oh, I think, re- I think this is something that retailers aren't going to be happy about. But, yeah. because, you know, if you can pay, what is it, like, $7 a month to get DC All Access? Yeah, it's like seven ninety nine. And you're not going to go into the retail shops to buy back issues anymore. Yeah, especially if it's all digital archive. Like, they basically just mm-hmm. made them going to Comixology Unlimited pointless if they just gave everyone those back issues. Yeah. I mean, yeah. DC, DC Universe is probably in some way connected with Amazon since, probably. you know, like the DC Comics app is 
powered by Comixology. But no, I think this is a move that retailers are not going to be happy about. Because comics are bloody expensive. And yeah. wages have wages have stayed stagnant, so people don't have a lot of extra money to drop like thirty five dollars on a deluxe hardcover when you can go on um, to DC Universe and just read all the individual issues for eight bucks. Yeah, like especially. So with, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So I think this is something that retailers are not gonna be happy about, and I'd be really interested to see what they have to say about this. It might be interesting to, like, possibly bring on a retailer and get their perspective on that sooner or later. Because, like, yeah. the idea of, like, especially with comic books being such, like, a, like a, a small window of entertainment, but, like, at the same time, if we're, ta- like, if DC's, like, taking their, like, it's almost like with GameStop. If, like, if GameStop stopped having used games their biggest revenue would be hit. Same way with comic books where it's like, if you take away their back issues, that's a big burden on them you're taking off. So, like, if people are just reading the app, it causes a big problem in general. Well, that's why um, Marvel Unlimited is on a six-month delay. Well, that's what, well DC's on so, a year, apparently. They said they said 12 months, so that might help okay. them out. Yeah, so, so that might help, and that at least, you know, helps nestle in trade sales because... Um, people might still be inclined to get trades because there are some people who do prefer physical trades as opposed to digital trades. Yeah. I, I trade waiting is something I do not understand. I mean, more power to y'all, but I am impatient. Same. I mean, I, I kind of get trade waiting because it's like you want to have, like, especially like with the, with the Netflix generation, like people want to like grab it and then have like six issues to just read. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, like I, I only buy trades if I want stuff for my shelf. I don't need to wait for trade waiting. Right? Like I'll, I'll buy sing- single issues. I mean, like Travis, yeah. do you prefer trade? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, trade waiting was was cool for me when I first started getting into comics. It, I was it was very easy for me to binge all of Infinite Crisis, all of its tangents, and Blackest Night, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But now there's really no point. Because I'm current on everything I'm interested in, so I guess that's where I'm kind of left at that. Okay. Because like Cause yeah, I will. I'll buy a trade if I want to support the book. Oh yeah. Yeah, or if it's something that I want to keep in my collection, you know what I mean? Just yeah. something that I, I just want to have. Otherwise, digital is the way to go for me. Yeah, especially if it's like if it's hardcover, like this past year with um with. Black Hammer coming out with a library edition. I was like, shelf. Like, I needed that for my shelf. That was an automatic, like, yes. Now get me H. Doom library edition when it's over, and I'll go right next to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially it's like an oversized hardcover, too. Like, it's so pretty. Like, oh, it's so pretty. But no, like, I-, I think overall we're in agreement that, like, yes, DC Universe is a great thing, but... A, I do worry about the idea with Marvel Unlimited that's happened, where, like, if they don't include guides or don't make guides, people are just going to stop mm-hmm. caring because it's going to be a giant mess of stuff, especially with, like, current DC Universe, because, like, in, in, like, two days, it could swap. It could be totally different. There could be more, like, of a system. But right now, there's, like, copies of the same title in certain areas. Like, there's, like, two cyborgs reverse, two Aquaman reverse. So it's, like, that that might be a problem for them if they're not categorizing their stuff correctly. Well, you know what? Oh, I say we just make the guides. 
I mean, we could. We we really could. Like, yeah. we really. Could. I say, why the hell not? Yeah. Let us capitalize on that market. Yeah, I mean, like, we could we could, we could work on that. Yeah, like, like do some like premium fifty two stuff. I I know, like, I think Ian might hop at the idea of doing some like like some secret six stuff for new fifty two. So that might be a thing. Uh-huh. See, he he's yeah. in the chat right now. I called him doing guys for secret six. <laughs> like, right as I said. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Uh, Kai said you uh, you stole her idea, so that, that, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's like you know me so well, but no, nah, okay. So overall, yeah, we're, we're in agreement over the DC universe topic, but it, over, overall, like this is a beneficial thing, but it still could be a very bad thing if retailers are unhappy. So that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So I I also kind of worry about if if these streaming services get their ducks in a row, could they do to comic book stores what Netflix did to Blockbuster? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Retail retailers are hurting, and they are hurting bad. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're getting your comics straight from DC and straight from Marvel, you know that literally cuts out the middleman. And in the the information age, that could be fatal for their business. It, yeah, especially if we have the situation with um, like Amazon, where like they don't release their sales numbers like Diamond does. If DC and Marvel start holding their sales numbers and we don't know what's going on, that could be a problem. Oh yeah. So. Uh, like they could just leave books to rot that aren't doing well, but like where we don't know if they're doing well. So like. That's also a concern. So, um, and because yeah, it, it makes it even more complicated because diamond numbers that's only half the picture. Because there are some books that sell abysmally in print that do really well in digital or trade, just in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at uh, Marvel Scholastic titles Moon Girl. Moon Girl says abysmally in single issue, but she rakes in a lot of money in trade. That's why I'll never get canceled because it's just killing it in schools. Oh yeah, I mean Champions, um, Wasp, uh, do do Miss Marvel. They all do fantastic in trade, yeah. and especially at Scholastic. And I think Runaways is kind of on that boat too. Runaways is but, doing well so in school. I, I think it's a Scholastic book. Don't don't quote me on that, but I know it's a really popular book with um, with like young adults, kind of like yeah, late teen, early twenty kind of young adults. Okay, I... or at least that's what I'm telling myself, so it won't get canceled. <laughs> I have been through <laughs> at least like four runaways cancellations. I don't know I, if I, I can I thought we were at six. One. I thought we were at six for runaways. Is six? Jeez. Yeah, because I think this might be volume six. I mean, it depends on if you count Secret Wars. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, who wants to like? I mean, granted, Secret Wars wasn't horrible, but like, it wasn't great. So uh... the only actual runaway in that book was Molly. Well, yeah, because she was an X Man. <laughs> And I mean, Ian brings up a point. He's like, I mean, DC's trying to compete with DC Inc. and Wonder Comics in print too against Marvel Scholastic. So, like, yeah, it, it, it's a back and forth market in that regard. So, like, if they're using oh, DC yeah. Inc. and Zoom as their Scholastic uh, market, even though Ian Wayne is a thing, but like, uh, that's another topic of a different day. <laughs> that is my favorite thing ever. I hate it so much. We, 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 we might have to talk. We might have to talk about that next week. But uh, no, nah, like, just just in general, that existence is just frustrating. 
Um, but no, nah, from... I hate I hate Damien, so I love every same. second of that. So I, I hate him, but but at the same time, it's like now you're just disrespecting the poor child. Like that's just rude. <laughs> okay, so so from there, we're gonna go into the other really exciting news of the week. Was we just had the Glad Awards this past week? Yes, and like. You, you, like you, like you, like uh, Travis is the odd man out in terms of like like the, the, like the, the amount of gay on the show already, but like in, <laughs> in, in, in terms of like 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 sna- like because we found out that Snagglepuss won for best comic, and it's like that comic was so good because I I had been putting it off because I I, I read Mark Russell's um, Flintstones and I was like, okay, this is good, but like I'm scared to read Snagglepuss. And then it won yeah. it won the award, and then I'm like, okay, I'll read it. I buy the trade, and I sit down, and I tear through it, and it was phenomenal. It made me cry, and I, I felt things that weren't okay, and it just it, it's it's frustrating. So like it it, it, it was it, a tough book to read. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I I definitely say if you're gonna go into it, be prepared because it definitely caught me off guard in a lot of ways. But oh yeah, it, it it's a heavy <laughs> book because. Snagglepuss is a gay playwright in, I want to say, the late 50s, early 60s. So he's essentially Tennessee Williams. Mm-hmm. But um, you like a lot of things happen in the book. And it's a really gritty look at what it was like being queer during the McCarthy era. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, is, it is an intense read. It pulls no punches. I mean, I think okay. it was... It had, it had a lot of fantastic competition, but this, it was the clear winner. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll have to check that out because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really into, I don't know, for lack of a better term, real gay shit because it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, like, love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because of how mm-hmm. well it deconstructs the, the idea of masculinity and what it has yes. to be because you're you're dealing with these gorgeous fucking oily-bodied men and you just, I don't you can't process it. You know, you just can't because they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> they're fantastic and nothing short of it. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I'm just a straight cisgendered male, but I, man, those pillar men can hug me. <laughs> What's sad is, and like, not everyone will get this reference, but the three of us will. I like, the minute, like, he said oily men, the first thing I thought of was the Tyler Perry parody episode of Boondocks. With like, Boondocks. Yes. <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, oh, that episode is magical. He was like, "What kind of lotion yeah, you want, you want man? Here you go." Yes. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> let's let's bring it back right, right right quick. Okay, so like, but now that this is amazing, I'm glad Snagglepuss won the award. And like, Mary's right. They had tough competition. It had Bingo Love. It had oh, Runaways. So- what else was it there besides those two? Because I've got I've got the list up. Um, it was. Because uh, there was Snagglepuss, there was Batwoman, Bingo Love, Fence, Iceman, Lumberjanes, The Infernal Compass, Oh Shit, It's Kim and Kim, Runaways, Star Wars, Doctor Afra, and Strangers in Paradise 25. That's a lot of competition. And that is a lot of really stiff competition. Because, yeah. I mean, Stra- wow. Strangers, Strangers in Paradise uh, 25 has won the GLAAD award before. I think maybe a couple of different times, actually. Really? And Batwoman Batwoman has won before. So, I mean, there are a lot of previous winners because Strangers in Paradise won in 2008. Okay. 
So, I mean, these are a lot of books that have won before. No, Strangers in Paradise has won twice. Okay. And this is DC's 10th GLAAD award. Wow. So, and you would think by now, winning 10 awards would tell them, hey, people like gay shit. So, like, mm-hmm. but, like, they still can't figure it out. Like, Batwoman's book got canceled. Like, there's nothing else out there. Like, Snagglepuss did amazing. It won an award now. Hell, I even tweeted uh, about it, and, like, one of the guys from DC liked it. Was, that, like, I, I want to take the um, the variant cover for the last issue, like, the one where he's bowing, and I want them to make, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 a Glad Award hardcover to put on my shelf. Like, that would Ooh. be gorgeous. It would be. Yeah, so, like, that would be, like, 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 that cover, it was so different from the rest where, like, the other ones made him look more like a cat, but that one made him look more, more like yeah. a tiger, so I really enjoyed that one. And, like, hats off to Mark Russell because yes. he is phenomenal at this. Yes. Like, he keeps taking these Hanna-Barbera properties and making them so much more, like, dynamic. Like, he made, um, he brought in, like, racism and classism into the Flintstones. Yeah. Like, and then this. Makes them darker and, I don't know, some more to chew on. Yeah. Wonder Tw- Wonder Twins is so good. Is it? And those are words I never thought I would say in my entire <laughs> life. But no. <laughs> like it, it's it's got that like that essence of goofiness that you would expect from the Wonder Twins, but it still has kind of that that dark reality that Russell can bring in without bringing down the tone completely. Oh. Okay. I I I would like skim the first issue and then just like it felt so out of place, especially with all the drama going on in DC right now. It just like it, it, it felt like a breath of fresh air and all the craziness. It's like yeah. it's like Tom King's over here like <laughs> kill, 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 and Wonder Twins is over here like everybody's happy and like drama and boyfriends and school. And it's like kill, kill, kill. Like uh, I'm like <laughs> like how do you get from here to that? <laughs> No, Wonder Wonder Twins is worth it alone for the scene where Superman is trying to explain to Batman and Wonder Woman what exactly their powers are. (laughs) Because he's explaining it, that she can turn into animals, and that he can turn into water. Batman is just kind of like, what? What? And Wonder Woman, it it is my new favorite panel, she stands there and goes... That is unimpressing. I am unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to, like, find that and make it a meme. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it is, this is underwhelming. It is, this is underwhelming. I am underwhelmed. I need that. I need that as a meme. Best reaction. Like, that's almost as good as, like, Ultimates when, like, like a part of Ultimates 2, where, um... Order and Chaos went to the High Evolutionary and tried to get um, Galactus killed for becoming, a, like, the world cure. And, and uh, uh, High Evolutionary is just like, I deem it irrelevant. I don't care. It was, like, <laughs> like so perfect. <laughs> but, like, but no, like, hat, like, seriously, hats off to Mark Russell. He deserves all the praise for this. I, I, I hope he, like, DC writes him a good check for this because, like, the fact that they can say they have a 10th Galato War is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, but no, from there, we are going to spin it over to, and this one's more for, for me and Travis, um, the indie book that has been warming my heart with every issue, 
is that is like that, the we we got the announcement. I think it was yesterday that Bitterroot from David F. Walker and Sanford Green has been optioned for a movie, and I'm just like, white people are gonna hate that so much. <laughs> Because like it's literally, it's literally a book about racists turning into like demons or like or people who have hatred within them turning into demons and like this amazing black family who has the cure has to like fight against them and it's just like white people are gonna hate it's so this. good so good because you know there's gonna be that one white guy that this is a racist comic and it says that white people are demons it's like. I- you don't even read that it. Is, you don't read it. Is, where's the lie? Yeah, and um, for the sake of the argument, Kai asked <laughs> in the, the chat. Lie? Kai asked in the chat if um, if it was optioned. It was optioned. It wasn't green. It's not greenlit. It was optioned. Which granted, that doesn't mean that it's fully out there yet. And like it could, like 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 Kai just said in the chat that it could be eons before it comes out. But at the same time, the fact that it was picked up, like many of these image books have been. Especially with things like Umbrella Academy and Deadly Class getting to come out as TV shows, if Bitterroot becomes a movie, day day one, day one seats, I don't care, pre-order, like yeah. I, it's gonna be amazing. Imagine Jordan it's Peele getting a Ooh, ooh, Jordan Peele! Oh my God, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's gotta be like the blackest movie ever. Like, blacker than Wakanda, if we can make it that way. Root is just so good. Yes. Ugh. I mean, like, I don't know if you could get blacker than, than Black Panther in Harlem. I mean, I mean, it's in Harlem in the 1920s, 40s, 20s, one of the two. Um, so, like, you know, like, the idea of this book tackling so many things, it just, it blesses my heart. And, like, I've loved David F. Walker and Sanford Green ever since I read Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, the answer, uh, Ian's question, Black Hammer was pit, was actually greenlit for a TV show and a movie, but I don't know how it can be both. So, like, that, that's another argument for a different day. But, like, um, I'm trying to, like, watch the chat while also communicating. But in terms of the, like, this, it's just, like, like, like he said, like, like, Jordan Peele getting to do this. That sounds amazing. Ugh. Like, especially with all the controversy of white people getting mad for him saying he didn't want to cast a white lead, if he just walks over to David F. Walker and goes, hey, I'll take it, like, yes, yes, just, like, just make it happen. Like, that would be the best yeah, thing ever. Yeah, he, he can do it, man. His, Jordan Peele's social commentary with, like, a bitter root world base would be, oh my god, it might change cinema for a while. Like, <laughs> I mean, us is crushing records honest. right now, apparently. Right. And Get Out was doing the same thing when it was new. Yeah. So, ah, oh, man, that would be just so good. It'd be like Scorsese doing a Batman flick. It's just, how does it get better? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. No, I want a Scorsese Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you put it in Barry's head and now she wants it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, I've, I've loved David F. Walker and Sanford Green ever since um, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. So the idea of yeah. them coming together for this specific project, because it was like... Randomly, they go, hey, we need David F. Walker on Luke Cage because Luke Cage and Iron Fist are two different TV shows now. And it's like, no, like, this book is really good. Don't take it away from me. And it's almost like the parent coming over and snatching away the comic book. It's like, no, I I I liked this. What are you doing? And then it's like, they're both separate now. 
and then Iron Fist just got canceled, and then David Walker's trying to make Luke Cage go, and then Luke Cage got canceled. I'm just like, why? Why? Why can I not have nice things? But like, I don't know. Because because Marvel wants to spoon feed us whatever's closer to the movies. Real. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Kai said she hears dogs, and that's my, that's, that's, that's my dogs in the, out, outside my room barking. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, yeah, like, and no, uh, Marvel just went through a rough patch. I'm hoping we can get back to some, like, better, like, hopefully get some black books going on, so. Oh, um, Mary, I don't know what happened with Rucka. Can you explain what happened with Rucka, because we're being asked to talk about the Rucka news? It is the glorious news from heaven. I wish my camera worked so you could see just the light shining off of my face. Um, <laughs> look, I, I love anything and everything Greg Rucka, and it was announced at WonderCon that, um, I guess, Bendis is doing a Superman art called Leviathan. And, you know, he has been saying for months that Lois is integral to Leviathan, and that made Mary very nervous because I would, like him very far away from her but but the news came out that they are relaunching a jimmy olsen book and a lois lane book kind of in the vein of you know the silver age uh through you know copper and bronze age uh books uh superman's girlfriend lois lane and then superman's pal jimmy olsen now these are are not call it girlfriend they're gonna call it wife well no I, i think we don't I haven't seen a title yet, but this is kind of in that vein of those books. Okay, I was about to say, uh, they married. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Matt Fraction is going to be writing Jimmy Olsen, and Greg Rucka is returning to write Lois Lane. And Ooh. anytime you put Greg Rucka and DC together, Mary is just throwing her wallet. Like, <laughs> like I'm not uh, even going to like take out the money. I'm just throwing the wallet. Like, you can keep the wallet, too. Like, 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 just take the wallet. I don't care. Like, I'll buy a new wallet. Just take it. <laughs> Just like you got my, you got my ID, you got my social. Just take it. I'll buy. I'll get new ones. Like just take a while. <laughs> but um, we didn't. At least I haven't seen a lot of details about the book just yet. But we know it's a Lois Lane book. Uh, we have heard that Renee Montoya will be appearing in the book as well. So not only are we <laughs> getting a Greg, a Rucker written Lois Lane, he's bringing Montoya back. Aww, and I've got everything shit. crossed over here that Kate's gonna come in as well. Okay, because, so not only is the wallet, you just, man. like, grabbed the whole ATM and just threw it at him. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm taking money out of Victoria's wallet at this point. Because <laughs> like, as, as, as soon as I told Victoria that this was happening, I could see her face drop. Because I can just see her counting, doing the math in her head of how she's much just, money. She just, like, grabs the bank account app and just goes, oh, oh, so much less money now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I made an investment, okay? <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it is an investment in good shit, and we will do it for the culture. <laughs> but here's something I thought was funny. I'm going to have to see if I can dig up the panel at some point, but in an earlier issue of Action Comics, there is a shot of a computer, and on one of the water bottles for the computer, there's a little note that says, Greg Rucka doing a Lois Lane book. I need to find that panel, because it is from the thing months ago. Whoa. Yeah. All right. That sounds exciting. A little Easter egg for all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've been I, like, I already have my mixed feelings about um, Superman, where it's like, unless it was things like um, Year One, or not Year One. Oh, 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 it wasn't Year One. Yeah, it was Year uh, something like that. 
what was that? What's that? What's what's that Morrison Superman book that everyone loves? There, there's a That's couple vague. of them. <laughs> hey, what's, what's this Grant Morrison book everybody loves? Well, no, like the Morrison Superman book. I know he wrote like a, not not the New Fifty Two one. But there was like like a specific like um like specific book he wrote that like everyone loves to death. All Star, yeah, it's All Star. Like, mm. if it's not like Morrison on All Star Superman, I have a hard time connecting to Superman unless it's through Connor. So that's my one issue is that like I I I don't know like I like I get it that like he's an everyman and like every like he has like he's there for everyone. But it's like I don't know. I was raised on Batman. It's hard for me. Like I get it. Everyone loves him, but I just I don't know. I, I'd sooner pick up more Snyder and Capullo Batman than, like, grab a Superman book. I, I, that's just me. I don't know. So, ho- hopefully, it, it, it ends up, like, be... Oh, hopefully, uh, sooner or later, I'll get into, into Superman again. I was digging um, Tomasi's Superman. Like, that was, that was some good stuff, especially with the dynamic of Jonathan, even though I thought I was going to hate Jonathan because I hate Damien. But, like... Otherwise, it was great. But then it was like, oh, Bendis is coming. <laughs> it's like, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> it was a threat. <laughs> and then, like, I remember, I remember when, like, that, that page first came out. I remember, like, it was, like, Donnie Cates. He was, like, like he made, like, a tweet out. He's like, can you warn us first? And I was like, damn. That's messed up. <laughs> but no, from there, now, now, that, now that we've made the chat happy and Mary was able to gush about Rucker for a minute, because honestly, I didn't hear about it. So, like, that was the first thing I had heard about. That's why I was, like, sitting here smiling like a dork. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it was a two-page two splash. <laughs> okay. But from there, uh, we're going to go from there into the main topic of the evening, which is Detective Comics 1000 came out this past Wednesday, and it was something. It was something. Um... And I was like, anticlimactic. It was something. Um, but regardless of, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into 1,000. But in general, the idea that um, the idea that Batman has existed for 80 years and Detective has gone this long is great. And even though Mary and I would really, ho- would really like it for the anniversary to be 1,027, that would take too long. But... <clears throat> <laughs> I just hear a crow. <laughs> well, M- Mary, say your piece. I know you want to. It just like I get that there's been. I know there's been over. You know, this is a thousand issues of Detective Comics, but like there were other stories in Detective Comics that preceded Batman by a little while. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean. And, 1027 doesn't roll off the tongue. Like, I feel like there should have been at least one reprint of one random detective story. Well, like, wasn't there a whole, that whole issue they were going to do, like, Detective Before Batman as, like, a trade, and then they canceled it because, like, the, like the, the racism in it? Uh, you broke up there. Like, wasn't there supposed to be, like, a, a Detective, like, Before Batman trade recently, but they took it out of, like, print because of, like, the racism in it? I mean, the, I I hadn't heard of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it because early detective was some racist shit. 
Yeah. So, like, maybe it's just that, like, because I remember they had brought it out in the solicitations, and then it yeah. disappeared. So, I think Aww. it's because of, like, the racism. So, like, if it's them just going, hey, let's erase that 27 because racism. I'm not going to say anything. But, well, like... Well, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not advocating to add that. I'm just, like... <laughs> it's, like, there 27 because racism. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna go read I'm that saying. just for science. I need, I need some, I need a laugh. To be honest with you, old timey racism always makes me laugh. Like, especially because it's like it's Asian stereotype racism too, and it's just it's bad. <laughs> oh well, it was man, thirties. It's late thirties, so it's like you know around the Chinese Exclusion Act. Yeah, and because oh. Detective Tom. Have, have you ever seen the cover for Detective Comics number one? Uh, I actually saw it the other day, but I, I forgot mm-hmm. completely what it looks like. To Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's pretty bad. I just pulled it up and it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. So I, I'm not. I'm not gonna knock DC for wanting to like act like that didn't happen. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, we, 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 we can just say that didn't happen, but like Mary and I can just sit in the corner oh, no, and be like mathematical issue. Be damn. What in the name of Big Trouble in Little China is going on with this cover? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh my god, this is terrible. But no, like it just and like like I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm just glad we got this far. Like in the and to think mm-hmm. that Batman has been this cultural icon for this long is insane. Like in like like I remember when I was a kid, my mom was always like, "Oh, get out of Batman land. No one likes like, like no one cares about that. Get a real job, yada yada." Um, do you see how long this guy's been here? Do you see how many amazing writers and amazing creators have, like, got themselves set for life because of this character? Like, Frank Miller can, like, die happy with all his money. Like, Scott Snyder is, is comfortable but still wants to keep going. Like, th- th- there's there, there's just so much there. And, like, it, it's phenomenal to see how m- much this, 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 this character has impacted. And, like, we'll get into it. And, like, I, I, there may be some characters that I don't like <coughs> Damien but like in general like the, the idea of this franchise going this long is just phenomenal to me um I wanted to ask you guys um how what would what is your like the first time that you can remember coming in contact with Batman that's the hard one right <laughs> hmm. oh, I man. think for me I think it was an issue of World's Finest that my dad had. Okay. I, I don't remember which issue, what happened, but I just remember, uh, like, this old issue of World's Finest that he used to keep downstairs for me to, like, mess with. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that is my, like, that's my very first Batman memory. And then, of course, then you transition into, like, the movies and the TV shows. But I think it was that one book I... It's that one memory that sticks out in the back of your mind. Okay. Travis, what you got? Um, my my first introduction to Batman, from what I could remember, was the, the old, wacky, utterly ridiculous movies. Not the Tim Burton ones, the in-betweeners where you're introduced to Robin 
And he's got the weird like circus getup. Uh, I think it was Penguin and Catwoman were the villains in that one. Okay. Later on, he gets uh, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman. <laughs> and then later it came to uh, the animated series with uh, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. And I just, I don't know, at that point, I just fell in love, and it kind of just downhilled from there. Okay. <laughs> I just started consuming so much that I couldn't stop. That's an addiction. Okay. Um, I gotta say, for me, it was, and I, I, start, I remember perfectly, it was, I had, a, like, it said Justice League, but, like, it was a weird mix of, like, it was almost, um... Justice League TV show animation color book, coloring book, but, like, it had Kyle Rayner in it and, like, Captain Marvel and stuff like that, and it was, like, like a really, like, retro coloring book. And then, um, similar to Mary, kind of, but the world's finest DC animated movie, where it was, like, Batman, Superman, world's finest against Joker and Lex Luthor. That was my first memory of Batman. Like, I, I always remember it, like, Batman had, like, the weird rocket glider with, like, the weird-looking wings, and just that special, like, will always stick out to me. And, like, I always wondered who the who the crap would, would be driving um, Lex's car, and then I found out it was Mercy Graves, and I'm like, Mercy, you're weird. Like, I just, I, I never got her purpose. And then sometimes she's a robot, and she's not, and just, her character is weird. <laughs> but no, that's, that's my first memory with that, like... I just, and to think, and I'm like, I'm going to be like, like, because I came in so late to Batman the Animated Series because of World's Finest, like, I don't have, like, those sweet memories of watching on leather wings and stuff like that. I'm the, I'm the kid who, like, got real hooked to, like, the 03 Batman with, like, Kevin Michael Richardson voicing the Joker with the dreadlocks and having a good time. So, like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm... But the thing is, though, it, it really, like, people knock it, but it still really holds up. Like, that's It's hyper-edgy, though, I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, 2000s edgy. type of, like, <laughs> like, that kind of thing, but it just, like, you had Spongebob as the Penguin and, like, you have, like, actual original Mr. Freeze who was just a bad guy. So, like, all he wanted to do was rob people's jewelry and, like, had really cool ice powers. There was no Nora or nothing like that. Like, Catwoman's suit was the bomb. Poison Ivy came in in second season and was, like, like an eco-terrorist with Batgirl. And then Batgirl stopped being her friend. Like, that was really dope. And then, like, finally Teen Titans, the TV show, ended so they could bring in Robin. Like, it was, like, perfect timing. Like, like, that show was so good. And, like, even in the last season, they brought in the Justice League, and it was really cool. So, it lasted for five seasons, and it's so well. And people knock it just because of Dreadlock Joker. And I'm like, you had a black man, one of the most prolific black voice actors of all time, playing the Joker, and it still was really good. Like, the first episode where he's in the straight jacket was kind of weird, but then he put on the suit, like, like the little tux, purple tux, and it was great. Like, everyone knocks it, but it was freaking great. Like, uh, Well, yeah, no, they were really cool. Honestly. Like, Mary, did you ever watch it? Like, at all? I think maybe I caught the occasional episode, but... Okay. Hey. It's it was better than Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones as the Riddler and Two Face, respectively. Most and that definitely. was the Batman I grew up with. And uh, oh, 
So corny. I mean, Riddler so was like really edgy and like 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 he got dipped in an oil slick in, the, in that show, but like they never brought Two Face <laughs> yeah. in. But otherwise, like it was it was still good. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, that's oh, my, go all ahead. I know is the George Clooney Batman and Robin movie. I will defend that movie. Oh, same. Like I oh, was, yeah. I still say that George Clooney was a great choice for Batman, and like everyone hates on me for it. But no, take the bat credit card away. <clears throat> And he's like the best Batman you could have had. Like not even with the nipples. Like he, like, even like like even with the nipples and the butt. Like the like the whole like 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 etched butt. Like you could have just gave yeah. like take away the back credit card and it was great. I mean, at least it was all three of them with the padded butts. Yes, like thank God they didn't put yeah. nipples on Alicia Silverstone, but like they all had the padded butts and like it was it made sense. Like it was good. <laughs> Honestly, just the I cheesy think... lines are what always sell it. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, if people actually try to take that movie seriously, I just cannot help but judge them. Oh no, like you, you gotta go in with, <laughs> with it knowing what it is, and like you're fine, you'll enjoy it. Like Forever is hard for me because Tommy Lee Jones went in there and tried to act like Nicholson, and it didn't work because Two Face is so different of a character. But like, um, Batman and Robin was like, okay, the like. If, if it was an animated series, oh, like, if Batman and Robin was an animated series, like, the only problems for me would be Bane and the fact, and, and, like, 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 oh, God. And, like, like Bane's my main problem, and then Barbara being Alfred's niece. Like, it, it, those are the two things that you could fix. And then if they made Batman and Robin, like, an animated movie, I'd watch it. Like, it'd be my favorite Batman movie of all time. Like, bring Clooney yeah, back into voice him, I wouldn't care. Like, it was great. And they need to keep the cheesy Arnold, like, I, like ice-related lines. Yes! <laughs> yes! Rick killed the dinosaurs! The Ice, ice Age! Age. <laughs> <laughs> Uma Thurman was perfection. Oh, she was great. Like, she brought Ivy to the table and made her something. Like, the only time I didn't like her was when she had, like, the weird cone hair. But, like, otherwise, she was great. Like, like even when she, like, like even when she just, like, flat out lies to Arnold and just goes, Batman and Robin killed your wife. It's like, oh, oh, you're, you're that woman. Okay, okay. We go in. Yeah. Like, right. have a crush on you. <laughs> and then, like, her only bad line for me was when they threw her in the giant plant and she just goes, Curses! Like, that was the one line. Like, you went too ham with it with that line. You, you, otherwise, you were perfect. You could have, like, you could have, like, threw her into, like, a, a Nolan movie and I'd have been cool. But the minute you said curses, we was done. I had nothing left for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was pretty. I was pretty tired of the overacting of that role when she was doing the whole. This is a one woman show. Oh no, that was great. That was great. That was. I was fine. Like, ah, oh, lady free. Like, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> but no. I will, I will defend Uma Thurman. <laughs> hey. Okay. So I have a question. Okay. For both of you, what is your favorite Batman movie, and what is your favorite? Batman cartoon. Ugh. Can they be the same? Yes. Son of Batman. Oh, as much God! as I hate Damien, as much as I, I hate Damien, it was so go. good. Uh, 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 okay. 
Um, oh God. Seeing Batman come out and be like, you just mess with my son. <laughs> and just give hands. <laughs> I mean, Nightwing was pretty good in that movie. But no, like, okay. For me, like, if, if it ain't the 03 show, if it, it's Brave and the Bold because of the camp. But like for like <laughs> like just, just like just camp. like the like camp was so bad. Like, like they called the god of the gays Neil Patrick Harris and and made him the the music meister and it was just glorious. But like no, nah, like if it if it if it ain't if it ain't oh three just for like aesthetic because I know everyone loves the the Batman animated series with Conroy, but. I forget, I forget what his damn name is. The guy who played Batman in that show. He will always be my favorite because they even did like a Dark Knight Returns um, homage at the end of the show, where but like the villain was Freeze, and like, um, like they had a whole thing where it was way past that point, and everyone like like there was these like future <laughs> soldiers who came in. And like we're well, looking around the back cave, looking for a way to stop Freeze because he had survived somehow. And the the line that dude says, where it's like, "The mission is never over," that rings so hard in me that like, even if this show is getting canceled, Batman's mission is never over, and somebody needs to continue it. And like that line will always resonate with me so hard. Like that one, yeah. That's, that's why O three rocks with me so hard. And then Brave and the Bold because it's like you got Diedrich Bader to come in and play Batman. Like that was the best choice you ever could have made. And then like when he says when he says those camp lines with so much seriousness. Oh whoa, we got we, we got we had a mess up on the camera. Oh there it goes. Um, oh, uh, did Mary cut out? I don't know if Mary's still here. That's probably why I cut out. Um, like. If it like, oh, like when he says the the campy lines with such seriousness, that's where it sells me. It's like like I, I was watching the uh, the Freedom Fighters episode last night, and he and like he like he's just cracking jokes about voting in the the political system, and it's so funny. Like it's just it's it's so good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was I was a big fan of Brave and the Bold. What I really loved about Brave and the Bold was their their self awareness of the end. Yes. Like with the last two episodes with Batmite, we're like, well, we're going to get rid of this show because we remember we like really broody and edgy Batman. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This show's <laughs> going to die now. And then like... we were the Batman tanked. <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> it's like that we met the, the broody and it tanked and it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you lost this amazing show and then tank. Like you, 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 you went to the. And then like. Beware the Bat was so horrible. But no, um, Mary, uh, reverse the question on you. What is your favorite? One second. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yes. Oh, I didn't say my movie. Uh, movie? <laughs> my Wi-Fi cut out. Oh, <laughs> that's why that's why the camera <laughs> messed up. Okay, I was like, what in the world? Yep. But no, um, favorite movie for me. Um, mm, oh, God. Um, Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond. I don't care. Like... People can hate Batman Beyond Return of the Joker was amazing, so that that's me. Tim Drake Joker was pretty lit though, so man. yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> you right, you right. Um, Mary, are you there or like because the thing's just spinning. Mary, I think Mary died. Um, but no, yeah. I, while Mary's sorting that out, um, Travis, you gotta explain to me why Son of Batman, like, what, why? 
why I like Son of Batman. Yeah, like, why is it your favorite? Like, I just, I, I, I'm not knocking it, but it's like, damn, what, why? Because it's, it, it's that movie that shows me why I love Batman and, like, why I hate Damien all in the same movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, fair. I, 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 I can't disrespect that. Because, like, the whole movie is Damien doing, uh, Damien and just, I can, I got this. Who needs my dad? And just getting himself in trouble constantly, yeah. which I understand is kind of like a, a genetic flaw of the Waynes entirely. But when when Batman finds Slade messing with his kid, he's like, all right, cracks knuckles and just cleans up house, which was uh, so just cathartic for me. Okay, okay. I, I came out right that. when I became a father, too, so that kind of helps. Okay, that, that makes sense. Okay, I can respect that. But, like, if you had to pick a specific animated series, what would it be? Would it be Bear in the Bold? Or, like, what, like, like are you a, a specific classic, animated series? Yeah. Oh... Uh, yeah, it'd probably be Raven the Bold, because I, I watched the hell out of that. I like, don't get me wrong, I like Batman and Friends, but it doesn't age well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, I, I have I have a DVD collection of the animated series, and I cannot believe that that show was marketed towards kids at all. <laughs> Mary, are you back, or are you, are you, st- what's going on? Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yay. So, reverse the question on you, uh, what, what's your favorite movie and TV show? Yeah. Did it work? Are you here? Oh, video's up. Yeah. Oh, oh sh- <laughs> okay. Let, let, let me let, let me add a source right. while you talk. Let me add a source. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so excited that I actually figured this out. No, that's cool. Um, I'll just, I'll just I'll, it's gonna look funky for a minute while I add it while, while I crop this, but we we have we have live marriage. <laughs> that's fine. I did my hair for this, so I had to fix it. Like she tried her okay. best to fix. <laughs> Ian, said hi, Ma- <laughs> Ian said hi Mary's face <laughs> hi. I'm also chewing so. I mean, hey, My pop- favorite Batman movie Popcorn for the win My favorite Batman movie is Adoy Batman and Robin Is it only because of Uma Thurman? To... <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna say no But I'm not gonna say yes Okay It's because of the, yeah, the outrageous okay. motorcycle race Hey, that was a pretty good motorcycle race. Um, uh, uh, I'm not even trying to. I'm trying to remember anything else that happens in that movie, but all I'm thinking about is Uva Thurman. So that's hilarious. That you're just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everywhere. No, it's like Alfred gets sick. Like there's all kinds of points in that movie. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's like she's just fascinated (laughs) with Uva Thurman and nothing but. But I mean, I think it's. it's actually, it, I think it's a really fun movie because it is somewhat reminiscent of the Adam West camp, and I think yeah. the camp is what they did so well. Because I think a lot of people get really uptight about Batman and forget that he's so deeply rooted in camp. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Adam West be damned, <laughs> but, like, camp is what made him a thing for a while, especially yeah. after the comics code. Like, that's what made him a thing. Mm-hmm. That like but, camp was what gave us shark repellent. Oh god! Exactly. <laughs> oh god! I used to have that VHS like <laughs> too, like that specific episode oh, where everyone teamed man. up and made the shark repellent be a thing. But my favorite Batman TV show, um, I would actually have to say the Adam West show, Batman sixty six, if you will, 
because I think there's just so much that happened there. And, you know, I, I, I love camp, but there's also so much innovation with that show, too, because I have two words, Eartha Kit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. I mean, yeah. fair enough. I'll give I you mean, that. I don't care if it was just three episodes, but it was still I mean, something. she invented she invented the purr and to have a black woman you know in a show like this in the 60s like it's a Nichelle Nichols Uhura level yeah that and I just love Eartha Kitt I have a problem there is no problem with loving Eartha Kitt I I, 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 I I still sing if only if only the woodpecker sighs whenever I like something happens and someone says if only I'm like I have to sing it now because you said it like Eartha Kitt made holes be a thing but wait look at this little guy Ooh! Look at this little nice. guy. Look at this little cutie. <laughs> it is the uh, it's the ten twenty seven Batman. I don't know if you can tell, but he has the little purple gloves. Oh, that's perfect. I was say you're kind of small on screen, but like no, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, they did a bunch of anniversary yeah, Funko Pops. It was awesome. Ian said he wants your Funko. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, I, I I have something to show swag. off that's back there. Uh, once we uh, oh. I, it's- it pairs really well with the 30s cover. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, I have to go pick up mine from my shop. but That's why when we look at it, we lose the digital. But uh, um, Something that goes into my next question. Um, who, like, if you have a top three Batman artists, who, who, who you got? Batman arch enemy? No, artist. Ar- artist. 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 Okay, you, you cut out pretty oh, good. Artist? Ooh. <sighs> This is tough. See, mine's easy because, like, mine has a purpose. I'll go first while you guys think. Um, For me, uh, I'll have to, like, take my my headphone out for a second. For me, Greg Capullo, because I got this print when I went to Cincinnati Comic Expo. uh, It's signed by uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo for metal. Like, he just, he always made everything perfect. Like, even when I first saw Capullo doing Spawn, like, he was just phenomenal. So when he came on Batman and it just like it had that perfect like uh like version of like somewhat animated but somewhat bloody and serious that's what sold him for me. I, he's my top. But then um <coughs> second want well, to be Tony Daniel because I, I I have so many memories of rereading Battle for the Cow that I always always love Tony Daniel for that for that thing. And then third has to be Bernie Wrightson, because, and this is going to be crazy, my first Batman comic is one of the darkest things in Batman's history, and it's The Cult by uh, Jim Starlin. That was my first Batman comic book as, like, an eight-year-old kid, because my mom worked at a detention center where, like, the library (laughs) would bring in comic books, and she just comes home, didn't look at the inside, didn't do anything, throws me the Jim Starlin trade for The Cult, and I'm just like, oh, it's Batman? Cool, I read it. Flip it through. Drugs, domestic violence, beating up black people, uh, like, uh, like, like like all kinds of horrible things. I'm, I'm having a ball. I just read this thing. And it's just like... Well, because like, the reason why I say beating up black people, there's a scene in it where um, Batman's on psychedelic drugs and um, he uh, th- th- this little rat dude tells him, hey... That, that, that dude's a pimp over there, and he's he's beating up that 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 woman who, uh, who who's his whore, and it's like, no, that's just an old man. But Batman's like like on the second of drugs, it's, it's like flipping back and forth, going, uh, 
uh, I can't tell the difference. They go over there and just beat the living crap out of the old man. And it's like, oh my god, what is this? What is this? And then, like, there's this whole scene where, like, because that, like, like, this book made me think, like, like, this book made me, like, cement that Deacon Blackfire is Batman's, like, greatest enemy. Hence why when Scott Snyder and James Tiddy and brought him back for uh, Batman Eternal, I was like, yes. Yes, bring him. Bring him back to me. Like, he's just... Because he's the only man that got Batman to almost give up on life. Like, that hardcore. Like, yeah, Joker's done it. Yeah, Bane's done it. Yada, yada. No. Like, uh, like Deacon Blackfire made this man almost hang it up when Jason Todd was Robin. That's intense. Like, before Bane broke his back, all before all that jazz. Like... Deacon Blackfire almost ended everything. Like he he had like homeless people shoot uh, Jim Gordon. Like he wasn't pulling punches. So that's why I I think Deacon Blackfire is amazing. But that's my little rant. Um, Mary, did, did you figure out who your favorite artists are? Yeah, this is it's always a tough decision for me. Um, because. First, and I really hate to say this, but Neil Adams. Neil Adams. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Neil Adam, Adams did amazing things for Batman. So there's nothing wrong but with that. But he's such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I have met the man in person. <laughs> I mean, like, wasn't he the um, one that made it so um, Schuster and Siegel got to see in the Superman movie? I mean, that doesn't mean that he's not a douche. <laughs> okay. Are I mean, you getting like, feedback from me? Um, I think Travis is. My my, my uh, audio is going straight to my ear. So I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay. Um, but my second favorite Batman artist is Carmine Infantino. Okay. He, he did a lot of... Silver Age work. I mean, the new the new Batman look that they unveiled in '64 that was carbide, and I think that there is so much of that classic art there. And I have to throw it down and say Jolie Jones because everything that woman does is magical. That was probably Joelle. I thought it was Jolie. Oh, I mean, if it is Jolie, then I I, I apologize highly, Miss Jones. Um, Travis, what do you got? What are your favorite artists? Um. Definitely, uh, Jim Lee is going to be on there. The the way yeah. he illustrated Hush, and the way Jim Lee, like I don't know, for me, Jim Lee solidified the entire look of comics in the '90s. Great to see that over and over again, and I'm always going to fanboy over it constantly. Okay. Um, Good choice. I think after that would be uh, Trad. Um, and uh, his Legends of the Dark Knight little short series because I I like. Had more depicts violence in his illustrations. He makes it look so elegant and beautiful, no matter how much blood is there or gore or whatever. So I it, it always comes that. out just. Um, oh wow, Tradmore actually. Tradmore does really. Okay. Okay. I dig Here it is. This is. Car I don't know if you can see this, but that's Carmine. Like the gray and blue suit, that was him. Oh, okay. I would say yeah, Tradmore does a pretty good job. Like, like it's, it's a little like a, like animated-ish, but like I, I dig it. Okay, good good pick, good pick. All right. Uh, well, from there we have.
favorite stories. So like, if if, if there was only like if you, like, like if you, if you were on a stranded island and only got one Batman book to go with you, who who who, who story sells it for you? Dude, this is tough. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you like, like like a top five if need be, but like like one that like like you, like, like you always come back and read to because like like I have the problem where it's really hard for me to reread some stuff, but like the cult I'll always reread. Um, I I don't know why, but like Scott Snyder Batman I'll always reread. Um, early early nineties Tim Drake uh, Batman and Robin I'll always reread. But no, uh, Travis, what do you got? I'm going to go get my collector's item for this particular question. Okay, fair. <laughs> We've all had show and tell. Go ahead and get your, get your show and tell. Oh, my God. This is so hard. Uh, Ian said Long Halloween is the one for him. Yeah, Long Halloween is one of my absolute favorites. Okay. Because uh, I think it is it is one of the best um, mystery stories. And I and I always, I always love it when Batman has a mystery to solve. Yeah. Um... I gotta take my little Golden Age books with me. Because okay. you, you know I have a Golden Age problem. You do have a Golden Age problem. You really do. I do. I do have a Golden Age problem. Uh, case in point. But... <laughs> that Wonder Woman classic right there. Okay. But, no, I think... Here is my favorite Batman story ever. <laughs> what is that? Oh, hush. You got a hush there? Okay. I can respect that. I was, there was a video this week that, like, D- Jim Lee was bragging saying Hush was, like, the best Batman story, so that makes sense. It it, 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 it really kind of is. It's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. It's, it, it's, it hits Batman the most emotionally that I've, like, seen in recent days, and it's not mm-hmm. that recent, which is bad and awesome at the same time. It's even got Funko Pops made after it. Like, it's that yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, also have to add uh, Tynan's Detective, his Rebirth book, okay. to the list. Because yeah. it, was, it was good. I like it when they play on the idea of Bruce with family. Same. And not not just, oh, the dysfunction, but that Bruce can't do this alone. I don't like that, God. Okay, Ian, we don't talk about that animated movie that's coming up. We don't talk about that. Uh, the Hush animated movie is going to suck, and we don't talk oh, about it. Oh, Lord. We don't talk about it. I mean, like Travis, you might like it. Hush animated movie. They're they're making it because originally the Hush movie was what James is mad because it's in the new Fifty Two continuity. It's 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 one it's it's gonna be the Damien movie. It's gonna it's gonna be Damien with Hush, even though Tim was the one who was threatened by Hush and Clayface. So I'm I'm really annoyed. They're they're being lazy and reusing assets and only doing Hush in the new Fifty Two universe. And I love Jason O'Mara as Batman. I do like I love him to death. But doing this movie in the in the new Fifty Two continuity is a mistake. Like I don't know why Jim Lee didn't or Jeff Loeb didn't come in and smack somebody. Like why are you doing this? <laughs> well, he's in charge of Marvel TV now. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. Well, then have Jim Lee smack somebody. I don't care. Like, this is frustrating to me. He's also... Lobe is trying to make people more powerful than they need to be right now anyway, so he can just leave Hush alone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
I don't know. I just I like like you would think they would try to like like, like especially with, with it being classic Jim Lee artwork. They wouldn't like try to like find a way for like an animated version of that similar to how they sort of mimic the style of Killing Joke. Like I don't know why they wouldn't do that for such an iconic story. Right. No, that makes sense. And honestly, like, I feel like Hush is the one that kind of needs to be a live action series because. Since the Nolan verse, no one's really taking it seriously, and that's like, yeah. honestly, like that's the one that I think that like, when you find out what really makes Bruce weak is in this Hush book because it's a childhood friend the whole time, and it's just so rough and raw emotionally on his side. I don't know if general mainstream audiences have seen that, but I think that would do good. I, I, you know, I, I was going to say, now, I think Hush is something that they incorporated into the Arkham games really well. Yes. Like, they, 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 <clears throat> they hinted at it in Arkham City, and then they threw it in with Arkham Knight, and it was, like, it was very short. It was very, like, specific. Um, Discount Morgan Freeman at, uh, in, that, in that game was great. I, I appreciate Discount Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but, like, like, that small little moment, and then Kevin Conroy really sold it. Like, he... Oh, yeah. He really uh, and, worked. But you hard. had to work really hard to get Hush to show himself. Like you had to work mm-hmm. really hard to find it. I found it. It was it took me a while, but yeah, it was frustrating. Like, like <laughs> it was, it was so good. But so like, like I feel like hell. Even their new interpretation of Deacon Blackfire in Arkham Knight was great. So like, like say what you will about tank missions and whatnot in Arkham Knight. It, like the only issue I have with that game was Jason Todd. Otherwise, like it was a great game. So, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. Yes, we did. We well, because I would like it. Just if they would have just been like, okay, Arkham Knight is because you know Tomasi or who? Yeah, is, is Tomasi writing Detective after one thousand still? Say what? Is is Tomasi still writing? Uh, Real bad. Uh, uh, Detective after um, Ar- I think uh, so. Yeah. Okay, so like Tomasi's the one that gets to write um one uh, Arkham Knight. So I'm hoping that. Arkham Knight is a brand new character that could be a threat instead of just being, hi, it's Jason. I'm like, no, that's dumb. Watch it be, watch it be Jason from an alternate universe. Yeah, it worked great for a game, <laughs> but if they do this whole, oh, it's Jason, about, like, real comic Arkham Knight, I'm going to be uh, kind of disappointed. There you go. <laughs> oh, Rainbow Batman. Rainbow Batman. Nice. Nice. I'd be really irritated oh. if it was Jason from a different universe. I'd, I'd be pissed. Oh, speaking of Arkham Knight, got got my poster back here. <laughs> I saw that. That was freaking awesome. Hang on. Speaking of Arkham Knight. Oh! That's the real one. Can do it again? <laughs> just whips out the battery. Bro. I think it's the one from Arkham City, actually. But... I mean, that's still cool, though. Like, that's freaking awesome. It, it doesn't... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Ian's just like, oh, shit, Mary, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria threatened to take it away from me once, but surprise. So she, so she, won't, she can let you have a battery, but won't let you have a trident. That's rude. She won't let me get the trident. <laughs> the trident is amazing. Like, 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 how tall it is. It's as tall as me. Like, it's freaking awesome. I know I want one, but she said no. Ugh. Okay, so from there. Okay, which one though? The trident or the pitch? <laughs> okay, here's the. the oh God, the, you the, did it. You stepped in it. Like, I don't mind. <laughs> The why is my father calling me while I'm doing a podcast? I will call him back. Um, 
Stop, <laughs> father, stop. Go, stop it. But fold you on the bed thing. It doesn't vibrate the table. Um, but the thing is, like, I don't mind the game, like, like the movie, the Aquaman movie trident, and like, Jim, I think it was Jim Lee that did the whole like five prong thing. It doesn't bug me, but like. I don't know. Like I, we've had the five prong thing for so long that I just kind of got used to it. That's why it doesn't bug me. But I got really annoyed. That's fair. I got really annoyed during the, the, the Justice League Drowned Earth event, where like, um, uh, Jorge Jimenez would draw it one way, and then someone else would draw it one way, and someone else would draw it one way, and it's like, can we can we have some cohesion here, please? And then like, right, and the, then... the artifact shapeshifts now. Yeah, and then like <laughs> Jim Chung like drew the movie one in, in a new po- in a new cover for Justice League, and I'm like, can we get some cohesion? Like that's all I'm asking. I don't care if you do the movie one. I don't care if you do, I don't care if you do the five prong. Like just give me some cohesion, because like some people will do like a weird like 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 straight thing and then five prongs, or they'll do that, and it's like I, all I'm asking for is cohesion. <laughs> Like I, I don't, right. I don't know, but no, like from from favorite Batman stories, let, let let's talk about the family that supports this great man. Um, Mary, we we all know all all know your favorite member of the Bat family. Over there. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all know your favorite. Um, but that's actually with six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars statue because it's a show. Oh, it's a sideshow. That's why. Oh my god! It's a sideshow. It's like it's like two feet tall. Oh, but an Aquaman sideshow is like four hundred. Like, dear Jesus. <sighs> but no, but no, like, like, do you want, like, do you want to shed some light, or do you want to like, like, just slide by it? Like, you, you want to talk about about, about your girl? I mean, I can. Go I ahead. Say no. Go for it. So, we're we talking like favorite fat family members. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it's this one. It's Batwoman. <laughs> but no, it's Batwoman. I think um, her reintroduction was really clever. Especially how Morrison established that Kate and Kathy are actually two different people. So th- th- that makes it flow a little easier. Because, you know, you get a lot of people, oh, they made Kathy a lesbian. It's like, they did, but at the same time, they didn't. Yeah. So. In but, my, yeah. Um, I mean, there's like... It's hard to kind of sum up why she is my favorite, but I think she adds an interesting... I don't know, because her trauma is is essentially really similar to Bruce's. They both lost parents. Yeah. And Because, I mean, you know, Bruce lost his parents, and Kate essentially lost her sister as well as her mother. Yeah. So, and the fact that, you know, they themselves are family... And I think she is, in certain ways, kind of the antithesis of Batman. We see that a lot in this most recent Detective Comics run, where she shoots Clayface. Oh, God. Like, their family. It's. I, I feel like Kate and Bruce can be two sides of the same coin sometimes. Yes. But I mean, she personally, to me, means quite a bit. And, I mean, you know, we've gotten into that before with me, about what exactly she means to me. I mean, Ian, fact... Ian exposed you already in the chat, so, yeah. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he said that, that, that she saved your life and all that jazz. Yeah, no, she did. And, I mean, you know, finding a lesbian superhero a week after you tried to kill yourself for being a lesbian, like, it, it's a transformative experience. Yeah. And, 
like it, it's funny because she actually doesn't have a lot to do with Batman until the last you know couple of years because in the in the pre-flashpoint continuity she really didn't want anything to do with him nope like she she became Batwoman because he left because he wasn't in Gotham yeah and it, it's an interesting legacy but like I said it, it's kind of hard to sum it up into bullet points because she is so different from Batman and she is so removed from him at times but I feel like I just kind of rambled for two minutes. Oh, no, you're fine. No, 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 we are here to talk and to have a good time. That's what yeah. it's about. Right. Tra- Travis, my man, uh, we, we like I, I know I'm the one that usually like says this, but we we, we all know you like dick. So like, you, you, you want you want to... You... <laughs> so, okay, well, the, okay, there are... You have my permission to hit him. <laughs> you know I had to. Like, she it... cut out. I missed... You I have my permission it. to hit him. <laughs> no, that, that, that doesn't change the fact that I told this man I love dick. Like, yeah, he, he told me last week, like, we both made the joke already. Like, it's already there. I don't know, but what you were saying about JoJo earlier. Yeah, hey. hey. hey I ain't, what's whatever, man. But James got to look like God King Xerxes. Straight pillar man shit. <laughs> but no, you want to um, talk about no, your I love uh, Dick Grayson a lot, but I, it's kind of a tie for me because uh, there's Dick Grayson, who's the the perfect spiritual successor to Batman, in my opinion. Like every time we've seen him as Batman, as um, one of our writers just wrote about, I forget which one. Suddenly, um, Ian Curses. wrote uh, the well, well, I mean, Ian, the, yeah, yeah. Ian with the Grant Morrison thing. Yes, Grant Morrison Batman was Dick Grayson because. At the time, Bruce was dead, and we didn't see him come back until Blackest Night. But before that, it was so good. Like, Dick was – he was perfect for, for Gotham, for everything. He wasn't just being up on low-life thugs. There was a level of diplomacy to be had that Dick was also doing. Yeah. So what's – what what like, I love Dick Grayson for that reason, but he's in a perfect tie for me with Cassandra Kane because she is yeah. – Batman's every methodology, but just put into a person. Okay. She just acts. That's all. Like, in, in my opinion, she's everything Damien should have been. Makes sense? Okay. That's a damn good point. That's, that's a very good point. I respect that point. Because she's, she's amazing. She's always there at the right time. She can handle her own in a fight. Her detective skills are pretty good, and she doesn't have to talk. And it's that's the best part. And like I have my novelization of uh, Batman No Man's Land when she's introduced as a ten year old girl, and she's still phenomenal every time I read it. It's so good. Like (laughs) if somehow they could just smash those two characters into one for an Elseworld story or something, please someone do this. But I I don't know. I think it'd be great. Okay. In, in terms of Cassandra, that's one thing that always bothered me after they reintroduced her in Batman and Robin Eternal is that he adopted her. Yeah, like, he she was his daughter. Yep. That's, the, that's my then, biggest issue with this freaking new 52 bullshit rebirth reborn universe. Like, everything is backwards. Everything is fucked up. Like, I, 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 Titan, I love you. Titan, James Titan the Fourth, like, we share names. We have a connection. But, like, it just. Everything is backwards, and it's frustrating. And I just, I, I, I need my kids back. Like, like I'll, I'll go on my whole rant about Tim Drake and I, why I love him to death in a minute. But like, like, 
like, and Tynan even hinted at it in his detective run, where Cass and Steph were once Batgirl. They were a part of this legacy. And, I, and they're like, Mary, I know you don't like Steph, but, like, she's part of the legacy. She's part of everything. And so is Cass. So, like, even though Orphan is a thing and, and Tynan wrote Cassie perfectly, the the biggest part of her that Bruce adopted her is gone. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Now she, like, lives in the attic of some rundown theater. Yeah, it just, for a while she was living with uh, Harper Rowe and Stephanie, and now Stephanie's gone, so randomly Cass is just living in a theater. Like, hopefully mm-hmm. Ed, Brian Edward Hill does something with her in Outsiders, because I'm just like, what's happening so, to Cassie? I, I'm just, I'm glad that that book's finally back I, on the I, table. Uh, yes, yeah, like, like, then they randomly were like, sideline, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, just give Black Lightning a book, please. Like, ugh. there it is. There you go. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay. So, time to gush. Okay, so Tim Drake, Tim Drake, best Robin. Can't help it. I'm sorry, but like, this kid, like, and like, yeah, I know, Mary. You think he's a Gary Stew, but I, I, I know, I know, I know. You were sitting there smiling for a reason. Like, I know you think he's a Gary <laughs> Stew, but like, for me as a kid. Like, one of the first books I I ever, like, bought for myself was Young Justice, and seeing this kid just be awesome as Robin, that I was watching the animated series and seeing Tim, like, I just, he was the perfect, always loyal kid who just wanted to to be, like, there for Batman, was, like, always that straight arrow to, like, to keep things going. I don't mean talking about things straight, but, like, like, that idea of him, like, 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 being there for Batman whenever he needed him, especially that dark time after Jason died, like, having that more, like, moral high ground with him. And then, when Bruce dies, Tim's the only one that believes he's alive! And it just, he goes on that mission as the Red Robin, and does that thing, hence why I, I hate they, they put him back as, as Robin now, and we have two Robins, and it's really frustrating. Hey, Bendis, why'd you do that? Can you explain yourself? No? Okay. Let's keep going. Like, it just... Didn't the burger joint throw a fit? I, I don't know. They never... They never I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I It's unsubstantiated, obviously, but I think I remember seeing somewhere that the burger joint threw a fit. I don't, well, I don't know if it's true. But... Well, I know it's the reason why the Funko Venetian Blinds Tim Drake has says Red Wing Robin and not actually Robin. Yeah, but like, that, that might have been what I was talking about. Okay, but like, <laughs> but like that whole classic suit from Kingdom Come that they gave to Tim that Jason wore for a while, like they gave it to Tim, and it was perfect. Like it was an evolution without the horns on the cowl, and it was just they even put it in Arkham City as an alternate costume. Like it was the perfect evolution for him. And then like I know not everyone likes the Venetian blind suit, but I, I kind of dug it, and that's why when Tynan gave him his red and green suit back in Detective, and they go. R, R, I'm like, why? And, like, you could have just put the little bird symbol in the circle and been done, but you didn't do that. You 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 put the double R, and it didn't make any sense, and it just, ugh, I don't know. But, no, like, for, throughout everything Tim w- was in, for when he first was introduced, and then in Young Justice and in Teen Titans, where he's so devoted to his team that he tries to bring Connor Kent back to life. And it's like, like, is always there devoted and even comes back when Damien's being a tool and it just like, he's there like an issue 100 and it, and it just, it was perfect. And 
curse Scott Liddell for ruining him as a character in the New 52. But it just, like, I, I don't know. Tim Drake has, like, a, like a, a warm place in my heart. I don't know. I'm weird. Not really. <laughs> yeah. You're not weird for liking Tim Drake. Well, you, you don't like I'm him. I'm still stuck on Gary Sue. That's killing me. Like... <laughs> I just think Tim is too perfect. Like, Explain yourself, vulnerab- What, Especially, like, early Tim Drake. What vulnerability is there? Like... He's he's almost a better detective than Batman. Like he doesn't, because oh god. That was the point. He was supposed to be like the one that was better than Batman. That was the cool part about it. Well, until what identity crisis is um, when his father is killed. Yes, identity crisis. So I don't know. It's just he always rubbed me the wrong way. Like I love. Like I did read some Tim Drake stuff. Like okay. I, I did. I did really like some of it, but. I don't know. He just everyone has that one Robin they don't like, and it's like mm. mine's just him. Yeah. Why couldn't it be Damien? Like the rest of us. Well, it's like here's Tim, <laughs> and then like here's Damien. Oh come so it's on! Like, <laughs> That's not fair. I'm the one, my favorite Robin is Jason Todd. Okay. What? My just my decision making skills are probably not the best. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But okay, I'll give you. Oh, that's whatever. Jason um, Todd's my favorite Robin. I make poor choices. Is that why you were okay with Lobdell putting Batwoman in, in Red Hood Outlaw? I mean, I was okay with Lobdell as I'm gonna be. <laughs> but I don't like Scott Lobdell. No one does. But like, uh, yeah. Uh, but not. Uh, honestly, and I'll, and I'll be that guy. I I I sent waffles to DC for waffles for Steph. Stephanie Brown is my favorite bad girl. I'll be the odd man out in that one. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love Cast to Death. I, I do. I love Cast to Death. Like, I'm. I was hurt when it, it, Batman and Robin Eternal wrecked her as a character. But like, I I I, I set waffles for Steph. I'm sorry. Like, I had to. Like, it meant too much. I, I them waffles were important. Like, I, I had to. I paid for the postage and everything. But no, like. Ugh. Okay, so from there, let's get into the in, into this Detec- Detective Comics 1000 so we can wrap this show up. Girl, okay. I have so much to say. Oh, you have so much to say? About. Okay, so, like, how many stories are in this dang book? Because I, I, like, I forget. Eleven. Uh, There's eleven? Eleven. I, I, but yeah. it, it just, it feels like the, uh, Action 1000 had more. Am I, I wrong? Action, Action 1000 definitely had more to it. Ironically, I think that's actually a little detrimental to Detective 1000. Is because, in a sense, we've done this book before. Yeah. That's almost why it should have been more different. Like, if it, instead of, like, anthology or, like, multiple stories, it should have just been, like, one cohesive story with just different kinds of artwork, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been I better, think... in my opinion. Something maybe akin to, and I hate to say this, Batman number 50, that might have worked a little better. Yeah. Oh, what? No, no I, I, what she means is like the, about how the, how the, the, like, the, the artwork the, changed. The narrative layout. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I mean, Batman I 50 know. was horrendous. Batman and we and, still... Yeah, yeah. It no, so I, I love... It was so bad. <laughs> I, I love the myriad of stories, while I love all but one, the myriad of stories in here. And I, I think it is a great homage to the character 
but we've already done it. Like, yeah, well, like, we've already rode this bike. I mean, and it's probably a different thing. Like, say, you know, you like Batman more than Superman, then of course the issue is going to have a different connotation. Yeah. But I think from like maybe a publication slash marketing standpoint, eh, there really wasn't much different. That's fair. But so, so Mary, what was what like was the one story you didn't stories. like? Mary, what's that? What's happening? What, what what was the one story you didn't like in Detective One Thousand? Do you have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> the one where Dick Grayson is being compared to warfare, <laughs> or or, 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 lesbi- or just being a lesbian. I just yeah. Have you dated Dick Grayson? I've been to war. Have you been to war? <laughs> And it's just like, no, I was thrown out of the military for being gay. I like, but dating Dick Grayson is objectively worse. Like, I, I, uh, I mean, you think about it in the terms of like, he think about from where Barbara's coming from. He slept with her and then gave her an invitation to his wedding, which was the yeah. That's... Which is why I love it. When you have <laughs> <sleep. laughs> I mean, he. Fuck out of <laughs> Maybe maybe we just figured out what, what Tom King meant this entire time. <laughs> I think it's yeah, supposed to be like a watered down I, I think it's supposed to be kind of like a watered down gay joke. Yeah. But like I can't like I'm not even offended, it's just dumb. I'm more offended by like them them turning Steph, uh, Stephanie Brown to a horn dog who just wants to make out with Tim Drake. Right? She's like, "Do you want to make out right now?" It's like, no, like, yeah, we're, just... we're doing something, like, like, like not right here in front of everybody. Like the fuck, like that's what I was more offended by. Like I was offended for Mary about Kate, but I'm more offended at like them turning Steph into like a horn dog for no reason. And it's just like I don't like the. Uh... The way when Barbara's written like a teenager, I don't like that. Same. Because, like, a bitch is petty in this. And it's just kind of like, thank you. <laughs> a bitch is petty. For um, no reason. Like, he's, I was once Batman. See what I mean? Do you see what I deal with? He's like, but is he lying to you? Why you gotta bust his ball? Why you gotta bust a nigga's balls? Come on. And honestly, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm, 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 I, 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 I didn't say it on Twitter. But, like, I, I'm going to be that guy. Like, I know Duke is a minor Batman character in the Bat family, but why, why is the black kid in the back of the photo? Like, am I, am I wrong, fam? The signal? Like, why, like why, 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 why is he in the back of the picture? Like, you, you, you couldn't, like, put Damien a little farther back? Because black Bat family member. Ugh. He's the token black Bat family member. And, like, conversations... The only I get problem, conversations about this all the time. Look how crappy of a print layout this is. It's like dead. That's center. pretty garbage. To be honest with you. Wait, yeah, oh, it, hold on, I'm not gonna turn. Oh like, yeah. What the fuck, DC? I mean, I get what they're going for, but if you're gonna do that, make it a fold out. Like, don't put like right. Batman fully in the center of the crease. Like, and right. and, he, and Ian asked this question in the chat, and I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say my opinion on it. He asked the question. Why isn't Dinah there? And my answer, my answer, she's like, like she's kind of bad family, but she's kind of not. She's more in Camp Green Arrow because she's Green Arrow's wife. But like at the same time, like she, like, like 
you you can always tell me that Helena Bertinelli belongs in the Bat Family because there's even different continuities where Catwoman and Bruce uh, like make a baby into her. Like that, that was bad yeah. word choice. Like she's the baby <laughs> that Catwoman makes. So like, 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 so she kind of has to be in the Bat Family. But it's but, super unclear which Huntress it is. It, it's New Fifty Two Huntress. That's why it doesn't make sense why she's there. But like in terms of overall DC continuity, because let's be real, this entire story is screwed. Like you have Jason, who's in his regular costume, not his outlaw costume. You have. Not Rick Grayson. Ermac Jason. Not Rick Gracie at Ermac Jason. That's funny. Like, Rick Grayson isn't here. Like, they made sure to put Barber's new costume in there, but, like, at the same time, it's just, like, they made sure to put Tim's new costume in there. So, like, technically, this can be said it's in the future when Rick Grayson is not a thing anymore, but, like, the entire continuity screwed as it is. So I love how much Cass does not want to be in this picture. Oh, she's just like, I don't care. She's just there. She's there because Bruce told her to be there. <laughs> and Stephanie couldn't even, like, they couldn't even... Oh, yeah, no, like, that, 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 that's called Tony Daniel got lazy and drew, and drew some triangles. That's what that is. Like, like, like there's no other word for it. <laughs> like, he couldn't I even mean, add like, some, like, shadow lines for a neck. Like, he didn't care. That layout is gorgeous. <laughs> oh, no, it's, and, like, it's great. It's just, like, that's a bad print job. Like, yeah, the print job in the middle and, like... And to, 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 to Daniel's credit, like, it's very evident that out of this picture, like, um, Cass's Asian heritage is in, like, her face. So I will give him that. But at the same yeah. time, it's just like, she, she doesn't want to be there. She, she, she wants to be in her attic. She doesn't care. I don't know. Although, we do have the most important member. Right there. Oh, bruh. Oh, oh, bruh, Ace. I was so glad Ace. they put him back in continuity. Like, he looks so he's happy so to be there. Cute. He's the bestest boy. And they made him a German Shepherd, too. Like, that's just great. Mm-hmm. Like, they even gave him... But then I, I saw some random person on Twitter go, Where's Bat Cow? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was not having it. I was like, no. Denied. That is enough. <laughs> like, that is enough. Like, it's time to stop. Like, bring Filthy Frank back. Like, it's time to stop. <laughs> Where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> also, I remember seeing one person on Twitter go, so the, the, there, there's no, like, random, like, Dick Grayson eating rats in this book, right? I'm like, yes! No Frank Miller! And some people were mad Frank Miller wasn't in the book, but, like, didn't he get a cover? Like, wasn't his cover, like, really bad? <clears throat> I could have sworn, like, his like his cover, like, had uh, Bruce and Carrie in it. Like, am, am I wrong? I don't know. I could have sworn, like, he had a cover. Like, 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 there was a few, like, different creators that didn't get, like, any art in this book. And I, I get it, but still. Yeah, like, Ian said, yeah, Frank Miller got a cover. But it's like, that's all he needs. Like, even, like, like yeah, they could have gave him, like, a four-panel story. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Mary, have you seen his cover? I haven't. Let me look it up. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's so bad. It's so, like, I don't know if y'all can see this, but it is it is garbage. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. Oh, it's so, it's so bad. It's, it's so... Like, that's why bro. I... Bro. <laughs> I think you broke Travis. Bro, what? <laughs> He's just looking at his phone like, why? <laughs> It's like he tried oh, to draw Robin as a JoJo's character, and then Batman is Wild Cat underneath all of okay, that. Bat I take back clothing. what I said because I just broke myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I what mean, is 
wrong with his heel? <laughs> it doesn't follow general human <laughs> I feel so bad for laughing at an old person, but like, god damn. <laughs> okay, so I need to give my eyes a break from that. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'm still wondering why story. Robin is doing the penitentials on Batman's back. Um, uh, Mary, what was your question? What was your favorite detective story in 1000? Because mine was the Warren Ellis story. Because uh, Warren Ellis and Becky Cloonan, oh my god, it was amazing. I'm torn between Tynan's Robin story because it does the candle pledge and I was like, oh my god. But the, uh, the, uh, the other one that was perfect was Scott Snyder's because the idea of like the whole detective guild, I was like, yes. And like, I know I hate that orange costume, but you made sure Ralph was there and that's what matters. Like, <laughs> that, that orange costume is so horrible, but you made sure Ralph was there. That's what I, I care about. <laughs> I don't know, Travis. What do you think? Um, uh, my my massive like out of the park part of Detective One Thousand was the the Kevin Smith and Jim Lee one. Okay. Where okay. he took the gun from the Gotham gift shop that killed his parents and made it the the plate on his chest. I don't know. I, I like that so much because recently man doesn't get any wins anymore. He's always taken L's. Like, Tom King. I feel like he's DC's punching bag right now. And it was nice to see him, like, finally deliver true justice, not just for whatever was happening at the Gotham gift shop with that, but for himself. Yeah. You know, which is something you don't see of Bruce. Bruce doesn't care for himself, like, ever. Yeah. So it's nice <laughs> to see him actually do it. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, Mary, what was yours? Uh, it was the Warren Ellis Becky Cloonan story. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot that you said that. Um, one where he uh, talks down the suicide bomber. Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know. At least we're not in agreement that and that it's... Tom King story was good. Is that the one where he's the he sets up the, the Batmobile to blow up everybody, and the last fanatic he's like, "I'm already dead." Oh. Okay, that one was really good too. Because I think it's one of those moments where Bruce can, like, yes, he uses fear, but at the same time, he is able to use that not quite as a threat, but as a warning to yeah. reach out and, and touch this person. Like, is this really what you want? Yeah, it honestly reminds and, me of the I, one uh, Snyder story that was yeah. like, I think it was like an annual where um, yeah. the dude wanted to be the most infamous killer but, like, not have a name or, like, a wacky costume. He just wanted to kill in silence and never be seen. And, and then uh, Bat like, Batman just goes, okay, I'm going to go throw you in Joker's cell because you want to be infamous. And it was like, yeah, yeah I dig that. <laughs> but my favorite part of the story is this bottom panel where he just hands it over. And I think that that's a really good reminder of Batman have to beat the shit out of people. No, he doesn't. Like, yeah, I love, I love a great Batman punch and story someone as, you know, as much as the next person. Yeah. But there is so much more to the character than that. Most definitely. And I right. like... And that imagery says a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, yes, this is somebody who blow crap up, but, you know using that kind of, like, who he is as himself as a warning to reach out to this person. Like, I don't know. I like it when Bruce gets to be a person. Yeah, right. So, when he's human <laughs> and, and like, like, I have to be Batman all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting real sick of Bat God. 
I mean, like, I like, there's a time for bad guy. There's a time for like Bruce has some humanity in him. That's, that's my that's my point point right. of view on it. I mean, like in an event book, you just give me bad god. Like that is the perfect time for bad god. Yes. But like, I'm Frank Miller for that. Yeah, probably. But no, um, I think all in all, like I think Mary has the best point that action like it's almost like simpsons did it like action did it like it like it it, it definitely is a well worth anniversary gift for batman oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. like for like i mean yeah bob kane's kind of a kind of a crap person but like bob kane and bill finger like definitely deserve this kind of tribute so it definitely is a great like tribute but it like it's like simpsons did it action did it so that's, yeah. my, that's like, like the one flaw with it so that's where i'm that's where i'm gonna leave it um i'm thankful it is a- yeah go ahead I was going to say, it is a wonderful collection of all of the talented people who have worked on Batman over the last 80 years. And oh, I definitely. think that's what the tribute should have been, is that it is an homage to not only the character, but to everyone who has put their blood, sweat, tears into this character. Definitely. Travis, so, what do you think? It, it's well worth it. it it's, uh, I like it's a really good collection to show like where Batman is right now and where he's going as far as as all, as all of his stories in this book are concerned. Um, I do. I, I gotta mention. I I see what Jeff Johns is doing. Sneaky guy. That's really funny to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, the introducing Catwoman and Batman as a couple with a child who is well inducted into this whole crime fighting thing. Uh, it being yeah. this whole next generation thing. That felt like a really nice um, middle finger to Batman 50. Okay. So. Okay, fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. I, I, I respect that. But no, I, I think this was, this, was, this was a great thing. Um, I will say that Batman has such a lot of lives, whether it be animated series, whether it be movies, whether it be coloring books like me, whether it be like anything in different mediums, everyone has their favorite. I know Kai loves her 66 Batman to death. So like w- we all have, Oh, Whoa, Whoa. Oh, that, Oh, randomly. I was watching the stream and randomly the, the screen got screwed up cause I had looked at a message, but no, um, like in, ter- in terms of this, like this character, this icon, it has done so much. It is it is brought so much to the world, and I'm very thankful for it, to be honest. Oh yeah. So, um, we are at the finale of the first return of panel to panel, and I, I'm a, I'm a little bit emotional because this has been very nice to just sit down and hang out with y'all. Like this, like it. This this cast has definitely changed from where it started. A, bu- a bunch of idiots talking comics is now evolved into a bunch a bunch of a new great group of idiots talking comics. But it's it, it, I'm I'm very happy with this. I'm I'm very excited for for next week and us to keep keep hitting this. So, um, I want to say thank you for everyone who's in this chat. Um, and I'm like we we actually had some concurrent viewers. We we went a little bit we went like 20 minutes over time, but I, I uh, for our first episode it ain't bad. So I, I I'm very thankful. Um. Don't forget also to check us out on social media. Like, like I said at the beginning, um, excuse me, on Comics Ground at, at on Comics Ground for uh, both Instagram and Twitter, and for Facebook, facebook.com slash on Comics Ground. Um, don't forget to look at the website on Comics on hyphen Comics hyphen Ground for all of our 
um, reviews and op-eds. We had some amazing content from Ian, from Tim, from Travis, from Kai about the the amazingness of the uh, Batman this week, and mm-hmm. it, it like your guys' work was amazing. So like Ian like wrote an amazing freaking op-ed about Grant Morrison's Bat- Batman and Robin. So mm-hmm. props to him. Props to you, Travis. Props to Kai. Props to uh, Tim. You guys did amazing work. So thank you guys for this. Thank you for uh, to DC. Thank like even though I, I I hate the man. Thank you for Bob Kane. Thank you for Bill Finger for making this amazing character. Thank you for all, all the, the characters that have touched this 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 character throughout the years because it has been doing so much t- for people. So um, don't forget to check out. Us. Does anyone even know someone who doesn't know about Batman? I don't know. <laughs> like even, even in some way, like you know, even if they hate Batman, they know him in some way. Like so, I, I, it's very crazy to think that. So. Um, next week uh, we'll have some different topics. It'll definitely be more like like old like how how like more news topic based of the focus of the show. So get ready for that more news focused of us talking in different topics and whatnot. We'll have some recommended reading in terms of books that came out the past week and mm-hmm. books that came, are coming out for next week as well. Like 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 we'll do like hey these are the books you can pick up now that we recommend and then. Here's the books to check out next week as well. That's what we'll be doing every week we, we come on. So that'll that'll be something to look forward to as well. So, um, Mary, what is your closing statement for episode one of Panel to Panel? Uh, my closing statement yes. is I did my hair for this, so that's how you know that this was a special occasion. Yeah. Is I actually did my hair. That's big for me. Um, you know, honestly, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. Um. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, you can follow me <laughs> on what's happening. No, we were just laughing no. at you. Oh, oh, well, that's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's nothing new. Um, no, you can follow me on social media um, on Twitter at, at SafficGeek. Um, it's probably the only thing I use these days. Yeah. Um, I am re. We are working on rebooting a queer superhero podcast rainbows to the rescue we have an episode about the runaways in the pipeline so keep your eyes peeled for that cool cool and yeah i really got nothing else to add travis what is yeah i kind of got like a sort of like a weird triangle like I, mm-hmm. I, that's very cool um travis what is your closing statement for episode one did i cut out travis travis what is your closing statement yeah you guys are cutting out pretty bad <laughs> Ah, closing statement. Um, man, just a uh, happy belated birthday, Batman. Um, thank you guys for coming out. Please keep reading our stuff. Like, like we were saying earlier, Eden Ian wrote a great article about Morrison's Batman oh, yeah. and Robin. Yes, it's fantastic. Like, please um, check that out. Yeah, Kai's uh, uh, Batman Beyond that was real good too. As well, yes. Very nice, Travis. Your piece was freaking awesome. So definitely it check really all that. Was. It really was, and Tim's was awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wrote about the the evolution of how Batman does his detective thing. Uh, check that out too. Follow me on Twitter at Onyx Revelation. Um, I guess find me on Facebook if you want to, but that's not for the faint of heart. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. And then for me, um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at James C. Portage 3 because I'm very basic and like to brand. So, yeah. James, uh, you cut out. Oh, I cut out? Okay. Um, yeah. 
Uh, my Twitter handle is James C Portis three. If you need to look that up, um, the awesome, like please look at these guys' content, read their reviews and their op-eds. They do amazing work. I just came back from vacation, so I'm about to get back to work doing my own stuff. So that's a cool thing. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Like I was like perfect. Come back from vacation, do the podcast, back to work. I was very I was very happy to, to come back to this because like panel to panel is what started the website. We went from uh, panel to panel to shoot the breeze comics and then on comics ground, and it means a lot to me to have this back. Like we got blessed with some amazing artwork by Joe Cortelli Jr. He's on Twitter. Uh, we we he even like gave us a brand new logo. It, it we are so thankful, dollars, for the opportunity to be back doing this. And like we've had some great hosts in the past. They have moved on to great things, but with these these two people here, it definitely made this special for me. So I'm glad to be back doing this. So we will catch you guys next time. Peace out.